What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. What did you do? I'm Mike. Tommy's not here. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Tommy is just going to sort of Kramer himself in here. He's just going to jump in late. He had a late work call, but he's uh, working to get out of it, we would hope. But he would appreciate that Kramer reference. Yeah, he's a big Seinfeld guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just thanks to everybody who uh hopped on the live hangout. It was uh it was it got a little ridiculous at the end. Kevin started challenging people after we stopped to turkey leg eating contest. Um Kevin, are you still game to try to uh defend your crown, redeem yourself? I don't know how you want to look at it. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for a good turkey leg challenge, um, but I am hoping that we can get Chef JoJo to make the turkey legs. And uh, I I feel like I was challenged. Like, I wasn't so much challenged. I mean, I accepted the challenge, but I I can't recall exactly how that went down. But Yeah, I think someone... I don't remember either. It was some... I think we were talking about Chef JoJo's Salmon Alfredo and we said oh, that could be the next challenge and then kevin said I, I feel like you brought it up to the quackalites that you wanted you said well any like you challenged some quackalites and they were down but i might be wrong if you were on the hangout and you stayed after please correct the record for us here because um a lot's riding on this I don't know how we're going to, like, we'll have to meet somewhere in the middle with the Quackalite. I don't know how you do this over uh, a Zoom call or a Hangout or whatever. But uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. It might be a logistical nightmare. I mean, it was a logistical nightmare than just getting <laughs> legs last time. So That is true. The cur- Although we have a supplier now. Yeah, we do have a supplier. We uh, hope yeah. that place is still open. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. But, yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. And the closer the challenger, the better. The closer you are to Dallas, the better um, chances you have of challenging Kevin. I, I do want to give a, a quick uh, duck call to Chef Jojo, who did indeed send me uh, the recipe. So I have yet to try it, but um, the, the salmon Alfredo recipe. Um, so I am looking forward to that. Yes. So he also sent it to me. I put it in the show notes. So if you want Chef Jojo's salmon alfredo recipe go back to the last episode's show notes at the you can get it there i don't know where i put my duck call but i would give i would give it a uh duck call if i can find you, it here you can add it in post <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point i'm just gonna put it in right here wow that was amazing okay let's move on kevin uh i think it's time to check in on your investment so December 2016, a young Kevin with much shorter hair decides to invest roughly $300 uh, in the cryptocurrency Kin Token. It has decreased since then. Last time we checked in, it was it was like a, maybe $3. I think it was up to $3. So um, it was on the rise. So Kevin, what is the status of your investment? 
We are sitting pretty at about $3.28. All right. Nice. Staying cool. Staying collected. Uh, not panicking here, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll wait. We'll still awaiting the rise. Um, other than that, I think it's time to move on to the topic at hand. So a couple episodes ago, we asked the Quackalites, what would the ideal line be? For the Mighty Ducks. So this is three forwards, two defensemen. And if you want to throw a goalie in there, that's fine. But I think we all assume Julie the Cat is getting the start there. Um, so we had a lot of answers. Some interesting ones um, that I want to get to here first. So uh, Air Lemaire, he has a first line of Guy, Charlie, based on D3, and Connie. And then he says defense, Fulton, and Banks. Banks playing like a fourth war forward slash rover position i thought that was a that was a strong uh move there um we got so 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 jay beasley 777 he just listed all of them we had quite a few answers so i can't read them all um but he has banks jesse algee is the first line mendoza averman woo the second line a terry hall and tammy uh as sort of the Second, the third two forwards, and then you have Fulton and Conway on defense. Interesting, Portman and Dwayne on defense, and then Russ and Carp with Tommy as a sub, and then I in goal Gaffney backed up by Goldberg. Um, let's see, uh, Danny at Quack Excuses 93. I just liked hers because she picked put Charlie with the clipboard. She has uh, Gee, Adam, Kenny, Fulton, and Dwayne with Julianette, and then Charlie with the clip- clipboard. Um, yeah, and then our good friend Stevie Yanks. He's been getting a little rowdy on Facebook here. He he did not answer the movie one in time when we were renaming the films, and he was upset that we didn't listen to him and didn't list it. But you didn't get it in in time, Stevie Yanks. So that's kind of your fault, but I will play your audio lines for you to um, do a little bit of a peace offering here. All right, your boy Stevie Yanks. Here would be my lineup. Obviously, Banksy uh, at forward. Probably put him at center, uh, most likely to get him the most shots there. I put Gee on one wing. Gee, as we saw at the end of D two, can feed the puck very easily with those three assists. Um, <clears throat> I think he'd play nicely with uh, with uh, Banksy. And then I would probably put... It, it's a toss-up on the other wing. I, I like Dwayne because he's the best puck handler I've ever seen. Uh, but he does have a tendency to showboat, and I don't want him keeping the puck away from, from Banksy. Charlie, I, he's just too angsty. So I'd probably take a D2 version of uh, Jesse Hall assuming that the player he he was at that time i'm gonna assume he went up to canada uh to play like minor hockey to get ready for juniors he just he did what charlie wanted to do which just did it early so i would take jesse hall as the other forward uh defense i'd have to go with you gotta put fulton out there with that shot it's just it's such a weapon that he has to be on the ice and the other defense i would i'd go with uh, portman he's just such a physical presence and having played youth hockey and and uh high school hockey just 
at that age, that level, whoever's the most physically dominant, who, like whoever matured the fastest is usually the best player on the ice. I think we often underrate his skill. So I, you got to go with Portman at the other defense. And then Julia the Cat at, at goal, obviously. I mean, she, I know Goldberg had some good games between the pipes, but you got to put, uh, put Julia Cat as the, uh, the goaltender there. So there you go. He also had he had more, but um, his biggest one is just to get off topic a, a little bit. So we were talking about what the D's stand for in D one and D two, and we missed a crucial part that he pointed out that they stand for documentaries. So, yeah, great point by Stevie Yanks there. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, um, and then the man formerly known as Bieberg nineteen, um, he threw in a roster so he has two-way hockey charlie conway adam banks guy germain goldberg on d fulton reed and julia the cat so a lot to choose from did anything stick out to you from the quack lights that i just read there and again there were many more but we can't go through them all i think uh the easy answer is uh the defensive uh players and so that's i think it's fulton and portman i don't even think that's like a a competition in any any way. I think that that makes the most sense to me. Um, I do like uh, Jesse also being. I, I think I, I like the idea of how he's kind of like an underrated player. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 those those two points definitely stuck out to me. Yeah, I would agree. I like Stevie Yanks's point about the player who like just hit puberty first is going to be your best player. I think that's an excellent mm-hmm. point. I like Portman there. D2 Fulton as well. Yeah, I think those have got to be your defense. But we'll see what Tommy says when he comes in. We'll, we he's, won't... he's here. Oh, he's here. Thomas is here. Hey, I came in right at the uh, the Kin Token update, and you were on such a roll that I didn't want to barge in and throw you off your rhythm. Oh, he, I... did, he did say you were going to Kramer in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the, the Zoom screen up. I had the audio feed going just to make sure it was working, so I missed it. Um, but, yeah, Tommy, any any thoughts on the Coacolites and their offerings for this best line here? Well, I think um, the three consistencies are, are, I guess four really are Banks, Fulton, Portman, and, uh, and the Cat. And so really the two wingers is what you're going to have a discussion about. I thought Stevie Yanks had a really strong lineup. I think the question is, is how do you make sure your other lines don't suffer? And so you're not putting a line of like Tommy Duncan and Carp up there. Um, and so do you consider, you know, maybe having, you know, Jesse on a different one to, to play center to, to spell banks maybe. Wait, but um, th- this exercise is, is creating the best line now. Yeah, I mean that was the original question. What yeah, that's true. I mean, create? then I, then I think the discussion is probably between Dwayne and Jesse. Um, I, I think Guy is is a very solid choice, um, just because he's going to be the one who's feeding Banks, and he's not going to give a shit that he's not scoring. Yeah, I like that aspect of Guy. Is he, he's not going to he's not going to detract from anything, and he he'll only kind of uh, help bolster that line. Yeah. So. I um, could see an argument of having Kenny Wu there, like along with Bank, along with like um, Jesse and Banks, like because Kenny Wu could kind of play the gee role, and also maybe he plays better when on the same line as for, as uh, Fulton and Portman have all three Bash brothers out there. Mm. Interesting. A lot to unpack here, but 
uh, I want to go back with some unorthodox defensemen there. Air Lumaire put Banks on D. Uh, there was a couple Dwayne's on D. Any thought to um, putting maybe a traditional forward back on D, or would you want to stick with Fulton and Foreman back there? That's it's a good thought. I mean, so if you so thinking it's like football, you're you put your best athlete at quarterback, right? Like lower levels. Um, even though he's not really throwing the ball as much. It's just he's making the decisions. And so do you put your best in similar like if you have basically you want someone who can kind of impact the game the most. Mm-hmm. And so could Banks have more of an impact on defense at that level as opposed to at center? I would say no. I would think center is even at the upper levels traditionally kind of the it has the biggest responsibility. You're playing basically down low in defense uh, on in your end and then going down on forward as well for on the other side. So um, you're playing sort of the whole ice there and that is why i would stick with banks at center um i do like the question of just like who compliments banks the most because i think um if you're building this line and you're building this team it's going to be around banks he seems like clearly the much better player so um yeah gee are we are we set with gee at one winger do we have any sort of um objection there I like I like Guy in that spot. I agree. I think Guy should take it. Okay, and then it just comes down to the last one. Uh, you got Dwayne, the best puck handler uh, Tibbles has ever seen, not for his age, just he's ever seen. You have uh, Kenny Wu, as Tommy mentioned. Um, anybody else that we need to throw in the mix there? So think- Kenny Wu, Dwayne, and, and Jesse, I think, are the three Jesse. that you're considering. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, you could make the argument that Charlie just because of like, I mean, he is the captain, like, you know, like for like leadership reasons. It's like although, Charlie, although once although he learns how to argued. play, when he learns how to play two way hockey, you could say like, so in like the Eden Hall game version of Charlie, but he's not good in D1. He's not, he's barely plays in D2. And then in D3, he, um, is a little petulant child. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think if if you take every player at their like best qualities, then maybe you take Charlie then. So you have Charlie, Banks, and Gee. Um, but I think Charlie, kind of like the Jesse factor, is like which Jesse is going to show up—the one who's like raring to go and is fiery, or the one who's like pissed that he's not in the spotlight. So if you take the best qualities of every player, I think Charlie probably makes it then. But if you take the most consistent, I think most consistent that would be Kenny Wu because Dwayne like. I feel like he's the guy who, like in basketball, he's going to shoot 20 times a game no matter what, whether he makes two shots or whether he makes 12. So, Yeah. I mean, we've seen that in D2 uh, in the the Iceland game. He had a big giveaway because he was messing around with the puck. So, um, yeah, I don't know if Dwayne is the best sort of compliment to Banks there. Uh, Jesse, I am concerned about about – is there any bad blood you think left between him and Banks? I mean, they seem to play pretty well together in D two. Um, 
So I, I, I would say those concerns are pretty limited. Okay. So that's a good point. Yeah. So I think we can keep him sort of in the maybe pile, but yeah. And then it's Wu. I like Wu because I feel like, uh, he's got some speed. Uh, any, Men- any Mendoza thoughts here? He just has such a big liability. Like he still can't stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. I don't think you can be the best line if you can't master a fundamental of hockey. Um, yeah, so I like Wu because he's got some speed. He's got some flair. He, I feel like he's going to open up the ice a little bit for Banks. But Charlie, two-way, two-way Charlie, that's a pretty solid defensive line. If you have two-way Charlie, Banks, and Gee, uh, that's a good two-way line. I think Coach Orion would be happy about it. So I might go with Charlie as well. Kevin, your thoughts? Uh, I think I'm going with Jesse. Interesting. I, 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 I kind of like, um, you know, Gee is pretty calm and measured and as is Adam Banks. And I, I think, I think Jesse kind of gives you that, that killer mm. a little bit. Um, and so I, I think, I think they need some fire in that respect. I, I agree. They need fire, but I think you're getting enough of it from Portman for like the entire league. So, well, I, I'm speaking more of from like the goal attacking, yeah, from you know. I every, think Charlie's pretty fired needs up. That guy. Like in D, just thinking of like D three, Charlie. Yeah, I agree. I would go with Charlie, but I, I think there's a great argument to be made for Jesse. Yeah, and I do like that Gee is on the other side. Longtime friend of Jesse can kind of keep him in line. Um, that's a good play here. Uh, but it just seemed like, especially before Charlie had his little meltdown in the Blake Bears game, he was just like a dominant JV player, way better than everybody else at that point. And I, we don't really see, unfortunately, we don't have much with Jesse to compare at that level because we don't see him because he went to public school. So um, I'll stick with Charlie, but agreed that Jesse might be the call. We can have the Quackalites maybe uh, – pick the winner for us so uh i'll put up a poll maybe we'll see we'll see what happens there did anyone pick goldberg as their goalie no there was there was one person who had goldberg on d yeah um yeah justin justin said um conway or char yeah charlie julie the cat and goldberg as just like open i guess he has julie the cat going out um, Patrick had Goldberg with Conway and Russ Tyler. He said, I could have given this more thought, but that's my gut call. That's probably the most entertaining line. I don't know. I don't know how well it would do. Uh, Who would you have as your best trash talking line? You'd have Goldberg over Julie the Cat. Yeah. You'd have Russ. Um, probably have Luis, maybe. Yeah, Luis is good. Did Kenny Wu come a long enough, a far enough way to uh, make it in there. He yelled, bite me at Sanderson or whoever. <laughs> yeah. The, the or not Sanderson. Cole. Uh, yeah. Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you would stick with Portman and maybe Fulton on D and then Fulton, Fulton soft spoken though. Mm. Well, maybe you, I think Jesse could be in there. I think Jesse you'd have in there. You probably maybe Russ, like, do we ever pick, pick a position for Russ? Is he D? Yeah, I would put him at D just because I think he, his 
skating as a liability up front, but maybe you can hide him on the wing. But I, yeah, I, w- I would always assumed he was a D man. So, Kevin, your your thoughts on the trash talk line? Um, I like I like Jesse Wu. Um, I'm trying to think of. Hmm. Yeah, Jesse Wu Portman. Russ Portman and Russ on D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the other wing would be. Um, and then Goldberg and, and goal. Yeah. Um, Averman. Oh, Averman. Yeah, yeah, I like Averman, and he's a good player too. There you go. I like that too. So there you go. Averman's also like I don't think we we give him enough credit there. When, like he's kind of like right behind Gee in the. Uh, and then I think in terms of ability, and it might be giving too much credit to Matt Doherty, who's actually like a good hockey player in real life. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. Uh, Ed did bring up that he thought maybe Portman was in on throwing the junior goodwill games, and that was rigged because he has a terrible giveaway in the championship game. Ed brought that up at the hangout, but uh, it's one giveaway. I think well, I- he does get kicked out of the Iceland game three seconds in or whatever. Well, that was Portman, right? Yeah, I thought you said Portman. I was talking about Averman. Oh, okay. I thought you said Portman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd have to see more evidence, though. But, yeah, I mean, Averman, Averman, I feel like, is solid, especially in D2. He has nothing to really complain about other than that giveaway in the championship game. I don't think there's anything else that you can be like, oh, Portman was an idiot. Or, sorry, Averman was an idiot for that. So, there you go. Any any final thoughts here on the best line and or the best trash talk line? I I like where we landed. Uh, I, I I my my vote is still going to Jesse over uh, Charlie, but I like where we landed. Yeah, I'm wavering a little bit, but I, I'm gonna stick with Charlie just because you gotta make a decision at some point. So, um, all right, let's take a short break and then we will come back with the quack question. We are back. You ask us questions on Facebook, on Twitter, through email. We pick the best ones. Try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quiet question today? Uh, today's quiet question, I believe it's uh, fairly old from about a year ago, but uh, we kind of dug it up. And uh, if There so... was a pandemic next year. Which <laughs> would you most want to be quarantined with? <laughs> um, so this week's question comes from Alton. Uh, and Alton's question is, at the beginning of D2, uh, we hear Bombay tell Hans, or I guess it's Jan, um, that he doesn't want to be sharpening skates for the rest of his life and that he wants to be something bigger. He then immediately sees Tibbles nearby in Hans' shop. Uh, later in LA, Tibbles corrupts Bombay by telling him how everyone wants to be something bigger. Did Tibbles overhear Bombay say this to Jan at the beginning and use it later? knowing that it would resonate with him, or was it just a coincidence? There's no coincidences. <laughs> can, can I just start with with one point? Like, sure. It's completely absurd that uh, Bombay believes that his life is going to be relegated to sharpening skates. Like, it's like, he's a you were a fucking lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I actually watched D2 this weekend, and it, like it's just absurd um, that he's like, He's like, oh man, I hurt my leg. Now all I can do is sharpen skates. Like, 
I don't know. That that just kind of drove me a little crazy, but uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, that's a great point. He's a high-powered lawyer. Uh, obviously has a, a pretty extensive education, and he just because he has one injury in minor hockey, he just thinks he's destined for Hansitude. So, um, yeah, I think to go back to the question, I think this is a question of how much you put in uh, Tibble's intellect. Like, is he that diabolical? I I don't think so. I, I, I think Tibble's is, is an idiot. Like, he just is like a bumbling fool in that, the, in, throughout D2. And I just, I can't imagine him, like, having that kind of foresight. Yeah, Tommy? You know, I don't disagree that he comes off as a fool, but I think he is... He's just out of his element, like on the ice and like when talking all things hockey. Um, but I think in terms of molding an image, he knows what he's doing. He knows what to say to get people. He's like, I want you, Gordon. So I think it's very, very calculated on his part. Um, yeah. And I know in an earlier episode, um, we talked about Tibbles being, you know, good at heart. Um but I think he's got a killer instinct, so I think it's very much um, – I think it's calculated. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing as a coach or, like, whatever, but he doesn't become, like, the lead marketer at Hendricks Hockey without knowing how to, you know, kind of game the system and, and talk to people. Yeah, I think that is a great point. Like, he is sort of running this entire tournament for Hendricks Hockey, so this is – a big moment for him and he probably is is high up there at Hendrix but uh I guess who knows how big Hendrix really is but it, I mean he has some sway if he's getting people on Wheaties boxes so um yeah he's a great salesman and you would think I I think if he had the strategy my question is did he realize it at the time like was this something that like he thought of beforehand and then was just waiting for the right moment to bring up this thing he heard about uh, from Bombay or was he just talking to Bombay in that moment and bring it up and making those connections? Um, if he planned it out, I, it's a little more believable to me, but I, yeah, I don't think he's as quick on his feet. I think he needs that planning. Um, and I guess my question at that point would be did he need Bom- like did Bombay still need convincing at that point when they're at the party like he, he was already sort of in Tibbles' pocket at that point yeah well, I mean, he, he hasn't done his hair a, yet he had signed a contract right like yeah. he's already he's already signed sealed and delivered well he he didn't have the, the right image yet yeah that's true he was still like the you know he didn't have the Pat Riley hair yet that's true mm, yes and yeah, I mean, he he sort of was apprehensive about the party, so Tibbles comes out. So yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this was all planned. Maybe Tibbles saw Bombay coming and and knew Bombay better than Bombay knew himself. So uh, I'm I'm coming around to Tibbles as marketing genius, buffoon, and everything else. Well, I I am. So he's the one who who mentions Iceland for the first time, right? Yeah. Because he says, like, Portman's an enforcer. You're going to need him when you play Iceland. Correct. 
So is he regurgitating something else he's seen, like a scouting report? Or is he like, does he actually know a thing or two? And maybe it's just because he's in, in connection with everyone. He knows who the favorites are basically just based on research and talking to the right people, not from like watching them himself. Well, I think Tibbles is obviously picking part of this team. So I think he has some sort of advisory council, uh, player advisory council, or at least he did. Maybe they backed out and it was on Tibbles. But you would think he has some sort of hockey person feeding him information, and they know about Iceland. Uh, Obviously, Iceland playing through qualifying tournaments and whatnot, you would learn about them. So... And, and it's funny though, like if you had mentioned Iceland, like in real life, you'd be like laughed out of the fucking office. Like <laughs> Iceland is not good at hockey, you know, Tibbles. Um, but I, I do agree that, you know, and, uh, Tibbles picked the team based on marketability. Um, but at the same time, they were all amazing. He said Dwayne was the best puck in there he'd ever seen. So, yeah. I mean, I think Tibbles realizes it's easier to sell a winner too. So, um, it's just a question of, yeah, I mean, it's just a question of how much Tibbles really put into this job and how much he really molded um, a very sort of moldable Gordon Bombay. Um, Kevin, your thoughts. Did Is Tibbles marketing genius? Did he plan this out or do you think it was still just uh, coincidence happenstance? Um, yeah, I think it's more coincidence, uh, than planned. Um, I do think he's, he's pretty good with people, but I don't think like a masterminding something is really in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Creating the image. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the, the other question is, does Tibbles even make this connection and does Bombay even make the connection about like, Oh, I was talking about wanting something bigger and now I'm here and I can be something bigger. Do you think Bombay even realizes it at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess probably not. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. I think Bombay is sort of deer in headlights at that point, but um, he's like in shock. Yeah, yeah. So I maybe subconsciously there's something to do with it, but yeah, I don't think Bombay realizes. Oh, I was talking to uh, Jan later and or earlier and that happened so um any final thoughts on on this here i think we answered the question um as usual kevin sort of disagrees but that's who he is so wild card <laughs> exactly all right for us the quake.com at quake pod facebook.com slash quake pod go to itunes give us five stars uh, go to the shop, get some gear, and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Ain't no turning back. Start to be the man it does.